I'd like us to go back and talk about the very things that we read about from God's Word just a few minutes ago. And we talk about the coming of Jesus. You all know what Christmas is about. The reason we call it Christmas is because it's the time that Jesus came and we celebrate his birthday. But do you know that the plan for Jesus started much, much earlier than what we read today? As a matter of fact, the plan concerning the coming of Jesus began probably several thousand years before he actually came. And it began with messages from the prophets. Now, do you guys know who the prophets are? Or do you know what prophets were? Prophets were men that God used to do two things. To tell forth his word and to foretell his word. In other words, to tell things that would happen long before they came. And one of the things that the prophets did was they told about the coming of Jesus. And when you're ever going to try to find out a bunch of information, you have some questions you'd like to ask. And Grandpa Cook asked some of those questions a little while ago. And I'm going to ask you a few more questions. Do you know that the prophets told us a whole bunch of different things about the coming of Jesus? They told us where he would be coming. You already know the city to which he came, right? He came to a city called Bethlehem. We were told specifically by the prophet Micah that he would be coming to that city. And it was just really a small city. There weren't all that many people that lived there. Then we were told when he would come. The prophet Daniel told us that. And he told us the time, not the exact date. Now, do you guys know what day Jesus was born on? On Christmas Day? That's pretty good. 27th? 25th? Do you know that we celebrate the 25th as the day that he was born, but we really don't know the exact day? It could have been the 27th. It could have been January 4th. It could have been a whole bunch of different days. But you know what? This day was picked so that we would celebrate his birthday and we would remember when he would come. And the prophet that told us about that was Daniel. Not the specific day that he would be born, but he told us enough about his life that we knew almost exactly the time that the Messiah, the promised coming anointed one from God, would be coming. So... The prophets told us about that. They told us why he would come. He would come to take our sin upon himself. He would come to show us the way to honor God with our lives. And he would come for a whole variety of different reasons. He told us about what kind of person Jesus would be. Do you know that he was going to be so gentle that the Bible says he would not even blow out a smoldering wick you guys know what a smoldering wick is? It's like when you when you have a birthday candle. Have you ever noticed this? That when you blow out a birthday candle, you go... Do you ever see what's left for just a few seconds? Just like a little glow? That's, that's called a smoldering wick. And it, it'd be real easy to just go... And put it out. The Bible says Jesus was going to be so gentle that he wouldn't do that. In other words, he would treat people very, very kindly and very gently. And then, 
it tells us so, so that you wouldn't break a, a little flax stalk that had been broken over, but he wouldn't break it all the way off. And what it is, trying to picture in our minds how gentle Jesus would be. And so we're told by the prophets all these different things about the, the coming of Jesus and what he would do when he would come. And we, we learned a whole lot about him. But do you know what one of them told us? One that we don't often think about as a prophet, but there was a writer in the book of Psalms. And this is kind of a little different than what you would normally hear in a Christmas story. But the writer of Psalm chapter 22 told us how he would die. He tells us that he would be hanging and that he would be able to look down on his body and he would be able to count his ribs and he would see people around him who hated him and wanted him to die. And so all of that was told and the last prophet to write wrote 400 years before Jesus came. That's longer than your mommy and daddy are old. Did you know that? 400 years before he came. And so, the time came after the prophets were done giving their information that an announcement would be made. Now, you guys read this in the story today about the announcement that would come to Mary and to Joseph from the angels. And what we want to find out is a little bit about Mary. Do, do you know, was there anything really special about Mary? What, what, what was it? Yes. Do you know why she was picked to have the baby? She worshipped the Lord? That's very good. But there were a lot of people that worshipped the Lord, weren't there? But she was picked. Why? Do you know why? Well, because... No, you, you got it. You nailed it. She, she was an ordinary girl. There was nothing really all that special about her. And you know what? She was a teenager. She was very young. See, now today, sometimes people wait until they get a little bit older. My wife was much older when we got married. And, okay, we may just end the story right here, right now, okay? But Mary, but Mary was not old. She was very young. She was a teenager. And the Bible tells us that she was just an ordinary girl. But what made her different was this. She found favor in God's eyes. He looked at her, and because he is God, he said, I'm going to use you. And so an angel, and you know who the angel was that came to Mary? Gabriel, you've got it right. Gabriel was the angel that came to her, and he appeared to her, and when he did, the Bible tells us that Mary responded in a very positive way. She said to the angel, whatever it is that God wants, that's what I'm willing to do. Now that was kind of a tough thing for her to do, because she wasn't married yet, and she was going to have a baby. And the Bible tells us that that would have been sin normally to have a baby without being married. And so this could have looked at looked really bad. But God assured her 
that this was going to be something very special that would happen. She would have a baby because God himself in the Holy Spirit would cause her to conceive this baby. In other words, to have the baby grow inside of her and then he would be born. And so Mary said, whatever it is that you want, that's what I want. Well, now there was a little problem because there was a man in the picture who loved Mary and he wanted to marry her. And his name was Joseph. You guys all know Joseph and you know that, that he was going to marry her. But he knew this. The baby was not going to be his. And so God did something very, very special for Joseph because he could have put her aside. He actually, I'll tell you guys something kind of quietly. He could have actually had her put to death because of that. The law would have had her stoned to death. But he didn't want that to happen. So he was going to quietly put her away. And can you imagine his heart was broken because he thought she had fallen in love with somebody else and hadn't been very good. And, and so his heart was broken. And then the Lord said, wait a minute. I'm going to tell Joseph about this as well. And the Bible says that Joseph had a dream. And in his dream, he was told by an angel. Now, who was this angel? You forgot. <laughs> yes. No. Gabriel? No. Well, I shouldn't say no. I should just say this. We don't know. The Bible doesn't tell us the name of this angel. But I'll tell you what, I think you guys are right. I think it was Gabriel. That, that, that's who I think came. So anyway, here, here is Joseph, and now he's being told by an angel that Mary is going to have this baby, and everything's okay, and Joseph says, well, good, if this is God's plan, then I'm going to obey that plan as well, and I'm going to go along with that, and now we're going to follow whatever it is that the Lord wants us to do. Well, God used, of all things, the government. Can you believe he did that? He used the government, a guy by the name of Caesar. Do you know who Caesar was? Caesar was the guy that was kind of the, the emperor over in Rome, and he kind of ruled the whole land. And he said, I want everybody to be registered. I want to know where everybody is. I want to know how many people live in my kingdom. I want to know all about these things. So what he did was he made a decree and he says everybody has to go back to the home of their forefathers. Well, David had a bunch of descendants and two of those descendants were Joseph and Mary. So they had to go back to the city of David, which was Bethlehem. Now, if you took a car today, and by the way, you guys can check this out on your own, and you can help your mom and dad do this too. Go on to Google Earth and go from Nazareth down to Bethlehem, and it's almost exactly 100 miles to drive it today on the roads. And Joseph and Mary had to go there, and as they went, it took them a long time, and she's expecting a baby. This, this is a hard trip for her. So anyway, she, she's going, and uh, do, do you remember what she rode on? What? A donkey? 
No. What? A camel? No. It doesn't say. In fact, she may have walked a good portion of that. Or maybe it was a donkey. I kind of think she rode a donkey. But we're not sure. Oh, you, you know that she did? Okay. We got it. She rode a donkey. Good job. Good job. As a matter of fact, we're going to show you. There's a picture that was taken when Joseph and Mary were entering Bethlehem. Don't believe that. that I'm just kidding about that. All right. Some of these guys are looking like... No, that's not a real picture of that. Anyway, they got to, to Bethlehem, and it was time for Mary to have her baby. And so now the birth of Jesus is going to take place. And you know what? Jesus was born just like any other baby would be born. And Mary loved little baby Jesus. And do you know what the Bible says about his birth? The Bible tells us something really important about Jesus' birth. It's not that he was just a little baby, but the Bible says in John, the first chapter, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Then later in that same chapter, it says, and the Word became flesh. And dwelt among us. What does that mean? It means that the whole revelation of who God is all came in a little baby who was human, who was normal, just like you and me. Do you ever hear babies cry? He cried. Do you ever hear babies get fussy when they get hungry? He got fussy when he got hungry. And, and who knows all the different things, but everything that was natural and normal for a person was happening to Jesus. The Bible tells us that he was just like any other person with one exception, and this was huge. He was also God. So as a little baby, God came in the flesh, and he dwelt among us. That's celebrating today the birth of Jesus and so as he started to grow his mom and his dad loved him and they took good care of him they saw to it that he was fed and that he was clothed and that he was taken care of and so you had all of these things happening very quickly to Mary and Joseph there in Bethlehem but then something else happened there was an announcement about his birth to shepherds and we talked a little earlier about the shepherds, and what we found was the shepherds were kind of the, the lowest people in society. They were really poor. Do you know what shepherds smelled like? Sheep. Yeah, sheep and goats and cows and, and gazelles and zebras. No, they, there weren't any gazelles or zebras there because this was all in Bethlehem. But those other things, they would have been there. And so they, they were really kind of the lowest of the low people, you know. And then an angel appeared. And the angel made an announcement. 
And now I want you guys to listen to this because this is really the cool part. He used the word when he said, I bring you good tidings. You guys heard that phrase before, right? Do you know what that means? I bring you a gospel, the good news. And this shall be to all people because unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior. What's a Savior? Savior, do you know? What's a Savior? that. Now that he did because he was God. But a Savior rescues you. What, what is it that a Savior has to rescue you from? What is it you guys all seem to know? Yeah. From sin. He came to rescue us, not only from sin itself, but from the punishment of sin. The Bible says that we have all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. In other words, we don't live up to God's holy standard. And so a Savior came so that we could be forgiven for our sins and we could have eternal life and that would be given to us freely. So, here now are these shepherds. The angel is giving them this message about a Savior coming and they are really excited. At first they were afraid. Would you guys be afraid if you ever saw an angel? No. You wouldn't? I would. Because the Bible says that with this angel came the glory of God. And it was like a bright, bright sky that lit up. And the angel is talking to them. And here comes this angel. But now guess what happens? With this angel was a multitude of the heavenly host. Now, you guys, I'm going to tell you something that you, you don't know is true. Or I should say you believe something else here. What did those angels do? What did they do? They sing. Is that what you were going to say? Yeah. They didn't sing. They didn't sing. These angels were identified as a multitude of the heavenly host. That word to describe the heavenly host describes an army ready for war. And they didn't sing. We sing. We, we do stuff like that, right? That's not what they did. Believe me, no angel would ever sing like that. Okay? What they did was, they spoke the words. What did they say? Go ahead. Yeah. That's what the one angel said, but these said, no, this is now the whole army saying, glory to God in the highest. And on earth, here is an army saying, peace. Is that not neat? Well, 
we have to hurry along here. Okay. So the angels make this announcement and then the shepherds, they're all excited and the shepherds come and they take a look at Jesus and there they are carrying one of the little sheep. And that was kind of important because the Bible says that Jesus later was identified as the Lamb of God who will take away the sins of the world. Well, there was something else that happened and now I'm going to tell you something else that you guys probably believe, but it's not true. Do you guys remember the wise men? Do you know what else they were called? Magi? Do you know what else they were called? Kings? You, you guys ever seen the song? We three kings of Orientar. Bearing gifts we travel afar. Okay? And so, oh, do you have a question? We're not taking them right now. Okay? So, anyway, what happened was, these magi came, but they didn't come to the manger. They're on their way right now. They did not come to the manger. They came after Jesus had been moved to a house. And the Bible tells us that now they're on their way to follow this star that appeared to them in the east. See, the Magi were guys that studied the heavens. They studied the stars. And so when they saw this special star, and we don't know exactly what it was. Different people have different ideas. But they followed that star, and they came probably sometime after Jesus was born. And whenever we have little pictures, you guys know what the nativity scene looks like, right? In the nativity scene, we generally have the three wise men. Well, first of all, we don't know how many there were. And secondly, they didn't come to the manger. They came to a house. Now, that's important because when these magi, when these wise men came to find where Jesus lived, do you know where they went first? They went to Jerusalem and they talked to the king in Jerusalem, whose name was Herod. Herod was a very, very wicked man. And he had a plan. When he heard that the king of the Jews had been born, he wanted to put that child to death. Because he was the king, and he was a wicked king. So he asked his advisors, he said, where is this child going to be born? And do you know what they did? Do you remember we talked about the prophets? They went back to the prophets and they found in Micah, the prophet, chapter 2, verse 5, he will be born in Bethlehem. And so they gave instructions to the wise men, the magi, to go find him and bring word back not because Herod wanted to worship him, but Herod wanted to kill him. Well, when the, the Magi, the wise men, went to Bethlehem, they brought with them three gifts. That's kind of why we think there were three of them. But there could have been 23 of them. We don't know. So it, it, it's not a big deal. But they gave him gold. You know why they gave him gold? Gold was fit for a king. That's what you give a king. Do you know why they gave him Frankincense. See, you guys knew what it all was. Do you know why they gave him frankincense? Let me get somebody else that's sitting down. <laughs> well, even more than just being good for king, it was a it was like an incense that you would burn, and it was used to worship. And so it was saying, We are now worshiping you as God. But 
They also gave him myrrh. Do you know what they did with myrrh? They wrapped it in the clothes when a person died. And they would put myrrh in there so the bodies wouldn't smell so well. The body's going to smell as bad as it's going to smell. But people won't smell it as much because they have it all wrapped. So they brought him gold for a king, frankincense as God, and myrrh because he was going to die. And then the Bible says they were warned not to go back to Herod and tell him uh, the, where they found the baby. Instead, they were told, you go home a different way. Well, now the story of Jesus coming is pretty well closed. But was that the best present? No. No, it wasn't. Because Jesus lived a life, and that life was lived in absolute perfection. And do you know that Jesus... Let me ask you a question. How old are you? You're seven. Do you know that Jesus was seven? Did you know that? How old are you? Seven? Are you guys brothers? No, okay. Seven. Who's not seven? How old are you? Five? Do you know that Jesus was five? Ten? 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 Pardon me? Nine. We finally found some. Now, here's the deal. Jesus grew up just like you guys. Except he never did anything wrong. He never sinned. And the day came when John the Baptist said who he was, the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. And Jesus gathered around himself a group of men, and one day Jesus presented himself in Jerusalem in what was called the triumphal entry. And he gave himself to the people of Israel. If they would believe in him, he would become their king. But they didn't. Instead, they rejected him. And they said, crucify him. A fellow that had followed Jesus for three and a half years sold him out for 30 pieces of silver. And that fellow's name was Judas. Jesus knew that he was going to die. And he went to the Garden of Gethsemane and he prayed with three of his disciples and they fell asleep. And this was the most important time in his life. And he said, all right. He said, the time has come. It's now time for me to be betrayed. And he went before Pilate, who was in charge of things in Jerusalem. And Pilate said, there's nothing in this man to put him to death. And Pilate wanted to let him go. But instead, the crowd started yelling, we have no king but Caesar. Crucify him. And now the Bible says the present that God sent to us accomplished what he came for. He took all of our sin and he put it on himself and he died. We have to die that death if we don't know Jesus as our Savior. But 
that He died for our sins, three days later, He came out of the grave. You could go to the grave and you could look inside and there was nobody there except an angel. Because He rose from the dead. And that said, God the Father accepted the sacrifice of God the Son to satisfy Him so that our sins could be forgiven and we could have eternal life. And Jesus presented Himself as the present to all mankind that whoever would believe in Him as their Savior, He would forgive their sins and He would save their souls. That's why John wrote, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Hey, you guys, you have been very, very good. Very good. But here's my question. Have you ever trusted Jesus as your Savior? I hope you have. Well, that's great. That's great. But maybe you didn't. Let me ask you this. Do you think everybody in this room has trusted Jesus as their Savior? I don't know. But here's what I do know. If they haven't, they can today. They can receive the greatest present that's ever been given. By the way, did you guys notice all the presents up there? Would you like to see one of them? How about one in the biggest box up there? How about you? you I, I want one of the little guys to go. Why don't you go? And you go. And you go. And, and seven-year-old, go. You're seven too? Go ahead. Why not? No, 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 that's it. That's it, okay? Let's see what the greatest present Jesus as their Savior. Okay? Let's pray. 